Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Friday, April 28th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian Podcast Community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. Uh, definitely worth your while. A lot of great listening over there. Uh, broad spectrum of topics. Definitely worth your while. Um, I also want to continue to point you at the final link in our show notes. It's for the Vail Valley Baptist Church Gives In Go campaign. We are striving to rapidly pay off our mortgage so that we can shift gears and commence establishment of a Christian classic education-based school to provide a trustworthy alternative in our community. So go ahead and click on the link. It'll provide you a much more thorough description than I just did. Then we would ask three things of you. We'd ask you to pray for us. We'd ask you to prayerfully consider giving to us, and we would ask you to pass the link along so others can do this, do the same. All right. So, again, obviously, the because the way I introduced, um, I'm not going to be. I'm sorry, the week has just gotten away from me. I'm not going to be doing Bible study for the evening segment. I'm just going to do a single segment with our readings. Um, I just I just didn't get it done, um, and I've had some suggestions actually with. Um, from somebody so that I can maybe record a whole week's worth ahead of time and maybe yawn less. <laughs> I definitely need to yawn less. And I'm sorry about that. If that has made people uncomfortable or just uh, the quality's not good. And, and honestly, trying to edit it out, um, is, is kind of tough with what I'm the way I'm doing this. So, um, I, I intend on recording the coming weeks and getting all five days already done all five Bible study days done and doing those Sunday and having them ready. So they're already set and ready to release each day. Um, so we won't have any more of this, but all that being said, let's go ahead and get into our reading and get, get through our episode for today and get our reading done. Uh, we coming up to the end of Luke and then, um, and of course we're moving along in judges and then we'll be coming, uh, moving on, um, in the next couple of days and into next week, we'll be moving into the gospel of John. So let's go ahead and open up our uh, reading with the six day morning prayer. Like we usually do, we're going to, it's called the gospel. Let's go ahead and open up with that. Let's pray. Oh, thou most high creator of the ends of the earth, governor of the universe, judge of all men, head of the church, savior of sinners. Thy greatness is unsearchable. Thy goodness, infinite, thy compassions, unfailing, thy providence, boundless, thy mercies ever new. We bless thee for the words of salvation. How important, suitable, encouraging are the doctrines, promises, and invitations of the gospel of peace. We are lost, but in it thou hast presented to us a full, free, and eternal salvation. Weak, but here we learn that help is found in one that is mighty. Poor, but in him we discover unsearchable riches. Blind, but we find he has treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We thank thee for thy unspeakable gift. Thy Son is our only refuge, foundation, hope, confidence. We depend upon his death, 
rest in his righteousness, desire to bear his image. May his glory fill our minds, his love reign in our affections, his cross inflame us with ardor. Let us as Christians fill our various situations in life. Escape the snares to which they expose us. Discharge the duties that arise from our circumstances. Enjoy with moderation their advantages. Improve with diligence their usefulness. And may every place and company we are in be benefited by us. Amen. All right. And now for April 28th, the, de the devotion for the morning. The text for, for it is from Psalm 119.49. Remember the words unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. Whatever your special special need may be, you may readily find some promise in the Bible suited to it. Are you faint and feeble because your way is rough and you are weary? Here is the promise. He giveth power to the faint. When you read such a promise, take it back to the great promiser and ask him to fulfill his own words. Are you seeking after Christ and thirsting for closer communion with him? This promise shines like a star upon you. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Take that promise to the throne continually. Do not plead anything else, but go to God over and over again with this. Lord, thou hast said it. Do as thou hast said. Are you distressed because of sin and burdened with the heavy load of your iniquities? Listen to these words. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions, and will no more remember thy sins. You have no merit of your own to plead to plead why he should pardon you, but plead his written engagements, and he will perform them. Are you afraid, lest you should not be able to hold on to the end? Lest after having thought yourself a child of God, you should prove a castaway? If that is your state, take this word of grace to the throne and plead it. The mountains may depart, and the hills may be removed, but the covenant of my love shall not depart from thee. If you have lost the sweet sense of the Savior's presence, and are seeking him with a sorrowful heart, Remember the promises. Return unto me, and I will return unto you. For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. Banquet your faith upon God's own word, and whatever your fears or wants, repair to the bank of faith with your father's note of hand, saying, Remember the word unto thy servant, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. All right. So now we're going to get into our reading, and we're going to be reading Judges 8 and 9. Uh, 9 is going to be through verse 21. Uh, like I said, Luke 23, starting verse 44 through the end of the chapter, and then the first 12 verses of Luke 24. So like I said, we're getting towards the end of Luke, and then we'll be heading into the Gospel of John. And then uh, we got Psalm 99 and Proverbs 14, verses 9 and 10. So Judges 8, verse 18. Let me find that one. Oh, there we go. All right. Uh, Judges 8, verse 18. Then he said to Ziba and Zalmunna, What kind of men are they whom you killed at Tabor? And they said, They were like you, each one resembling the son of a king. And he said, They were my brothers, the sons of my mother. As Yahweh lives, if only you had let them live, I would not kill you. So he said to Jether, his, Jether, his firstborn, Rise, kill them. But the youth did not draw a sword, for he was afraid because he was still a youth. Then Zeba and Zalmunna said, Rise up yourself and smite us, for as the man, so is his might. So Gideon arose and killed Zeba and Zalmunna, and took the crescent ornaments which were on their camels' necks. Then the men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us, both you and your son. 
also your son's son, for you have saved us from the hand of Midian. But Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, nor shall my son rule over you. Yahweh shall rule over you. Yet Gideon said to them, I would make one request of you, that each of you give me an earring from his spoil. For they had gold earrings because they were Ishmaelites. And they said, We will surely give them. So they spread out a garment, and every one of them threw an earring there for his spoil. And the weight of the gold earrings that he requested was seventeen hundred shekels of gold, besides the crescent besides the crescent ornaments, and the pendants, and the purple robes which were on the kings of Midian, and besides the neckbands that were on their camels' necks. Then Gideon made it into an ephod, and placed it in his city Ophrah. And all Israel played the harlot with it there, so that it became a snare to Gideon and his household. So Midian was subdued before the sons of Israel, and they did not lift up their heads any more. And the land was quiet for forty years in the days of Gideon. Then Jerubal, the son of Joash, went and lived in his own house. Now Gideon had seventy sons who were his direct descendants, for he had many wives. And his concubine, who was in Shishim, also bore him a son, and he named him Abimelech. Then Gideon the son of Joash died at a good old age, and was buried in the tomb of his father Joash, and Ophrah of the Abizrites. Then it happened, as soon as Gideon was dead, that the sons of Israel turned back and played the harlot with the Baals, and made Baal Barat their god. Thus the sons of Israel did not remember Yahweh their god, who had delivered them from the hands of all their enemies on every side. Nor did they show loving kindness to the household of Jerubal, that is Gideon, in accord with all the good that he had done to Israel. Uh, Judges 9, verses 1-21 And Abimelech the son of Jerubal went to Shishim to his mother's relatives, and spoke to them and to the whole family of the household of his mother's father, saying, Speak now in the hearing of all the lords of Shishim. Which is better for you, that seventy men, all the sons of Jerubal, rule over you, or that one man rule over you? Also remember that I am your bone and your flesh. And his mother's relatives spoke all these words on his behalf in the hearing of all the lords of Shishim, and they were inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said, He is our relative. So they gave him seventy pieces of silver from the house of Baal Bereth, with which Abimelech hired worthless and reckless fellows, and they followed him. Then he came to his father's house at Ophrah, and killed his brothers, the sons of Jerubal, seventy men on one stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jerubal, was left, for he hid himself. Then all the lords of Shishim and all Beth Milo assembled together, and they went and made Abimelech king by the oak of the pillar which was in Shishim. Then they told Jotham, so he went and stood on the top of Mount Gerizim, and lifted his voice and called out. Thus he said to them, Listen to me, O lords of Shishim, that God may listen to you. The trees surely went forth to anoint a king over them, and they said to the olive tree, Reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, Shall I leave my fatness, with which God and men are honored, and go to wave over the trees? Then the trees said to the fig tree, You come reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, Shall I leave my sweetness and my good produce, and go to wave over the trees? Then the trees said to the vine, You come reign over us. But the vine said to them, Shall I leave my new wine, which makes God and men glad, and go to wave over the trees? Then all the trees said to the bramble, You come reign over us. And the bramble said to the trees, If in truth you are anointing me as king over you, come and take refuge in my shade. But if not, may fire come out from the bramble and consume the cedars of Lebanon. So now if you have dealt in truth and integrity, and made Abimelech king, and if you have dealt well with Jerubal, 
and his house, and have dealt with him according to the bountiful works of his hand. For my father fought for you and risked his life and delivered you from the hand of Midian. But you have risen against my father's house today and have killed his sons, seventy men on one stone, and have made Abimelech, the son of his maidservant, king over the lords of Shishim, because he is your relative. If then you have dealt in truth and integrity with Jerubal and his house this day, be glad in Abimelech, and let him also be glad in you. But if not, let fire come out from Abimelech, and consume the lords of Shishim and Beth Milo. And let fire come out from the lords of Shishim and from Beth Milo, and consume Abimelech. Then Jotham escaped, and fled, and went to Beer, and remained there because of Abimelech his brother. Alright, now, Luke uh, 23, verse 44 through the end of the chapter. And it was now about the sixth hour, and darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour, because the sun was obscured, and the veil of the sanctuary was torn in two. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice, said, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had happened, he began praising God, saying, Certainly this man was righteous. And all the crowds who came together for this spectacle, when they observed what had happened, were returning, beating their chests. And all his acquaintances and the women who, who accompanied him from Galilee were standing at a dense distance and watching these things. And behold, a man named Joseph, who was a council member, a good and righteous man, he had not consented to their counsel and action, a man from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who was waiting for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. And he took it down and wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid him in a tomb cut into the rock where no one had ever been, had ever lain. It was preparation day and the Sabbath was about to begin. Now the women who had come with him from Galilee followed and beheld the tomb and how his body was laid. Then after they returned, they prepared spices and perfumes and on the Sabbath they rested according to the commandment. Uh, Luke 24 verses 1 through 12. Now on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened that while they were, were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. And when the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. And when they returned from the tomb, they reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the rest of the women with them were there. They were telling these things to the apostles. But these words appear to them, appeared to them as nonsense, and they were not believing, believing them. But Peter stood up and ran to the tomb, and stooping to look in, he saw the linen wrappings only, and he went away by himself, marveling at what had happened. All right, Psalm 99. Yahweh reigns, let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned above the cherubim. Let the earth quake. Yahweh is great in Zion, and he is exalted above all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. The strength of the king loves justice. You have established equity. You have done justice and righteousness in Jacob. 
exalt Yahweh our God, and worship at the footstool of his feet. Holy is he. Moses and Aaron were among his priests, and Samuel was among those who called on his name. They would call upon Yahweh, and he would answer them. He would speak to them in the pillar of the cloud. They kept his testimonies and the statutes that he gave them. O Yahweh our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, and yet an avenger of their evil deeds. Exalt Yahweh our God, and worship at his holy mountain, for holy is Yahweh our God. All right, and finally, Proverbs 14, verses 9 and 10. Ignorant fools scoff at guilt, but among the upright there is favor. The heart knows its own bitterness, and a stranger does not share its gladness. All right, well, that is our Bible reading for the day. Uh, let's do the evening devotion. So the evening devotion, the text from it is for it is from Ezekiel 3.7. All the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Are there no exceptions? No, not one. Even the favored race are thus described. Are the best so bad? Then what must the worst be? Come, my heart, consider how far thou hast, hast a share in this universal accusation. And while considering, be ready to take shame unto thyself, wherein thou mayest have been guilty. The first charge is impudence, or hardness of forehead, a want of holy shame, an unhallowed boldness in evil. Before my conversion, I could sin and feel no compunction, hear of my guilt, and yet remain unhumbled, and even confess, confess my iniquity, and manifest no inward humiliation on account of it. For a sinner to go to God's house and present to pray to him, and praise him, argues a brazen-facedness of the worst kind. Alas, since the day of new, my new birth, I have doubted my Lord to his face, murmured unblushingly in his presence, worshipped before him in a slovenly manner, and sinned without bewailing myself, bewailing myself concerning it. If my forehead were not as an, not as an ad, adamant, not, sorry, were not as an adamant, harder than flint, I should have more, far more holy fear and a far deeper contrition of spirit. Woe is me, I am one of the impudent house of Israel. The second charge is hard-heartedness, and I must not venture to plead innocent here. Once I had nothing but a heart of stone, and although through grace I now have a new and fleshy heart, much of my former obduracy remains. I am not affected by the death of Jesus as I ought to be, neither am I moved by the ruin of my fellow men. The wickedness of the times, the chastisement of my heavenly Father, and my own failure as I should be. Oh, that my heart would melt at the recital of my Savior's sufferings and death. Would to God I were rid of this neither millstone within me, nether millstone within me, this hateful body of death. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The disease is not incurable. The Savior's precious blood is the universal solvent, and me, even me, it will effectually soften, till my heart melts as wax before the fire. All right. Well, that is our reading for the day. I appreciate those who, who have spent the time with us this morning, or with me this morning. I'm very, very grateful for it. I will pray that it is edifying and equipping to expose yourself to the scripture, that I hope it, I hope it helps you to saturate, saturate yourself in the word of God. All right, let's go ahead and close out with our sixth day evening prayer. This one is called the Mediator. O God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we hope in thy word. There we see thee, not on a fearful throne of judgment, but on a throne of grace, waiting to be gracious and exalted in mercy. There we hear thee saying, Not depart ye cursed, but look unto me, and be ye saved. For I am God, and there is none else. 
They that know thy name put their trust in thee. How many now glorified in heaven, and what numbers living on earth are thy witnesses, O God, exemplifying in their recovery from the ruins of the fall, the freeness, riches, and efficacy of thy grace. All that were ever saved were saved by thee, and will through eternity exclaim, Not unto us, but unto thy name give glory, for thy mercy and truth's sake. Thou hast chosen to transact all thy concerns with us through a mediator, in whom all fullness dwells, and who is exalted to be Prince and Savior. To him we look, to him we look, on him we depend, through him we are justified. May we derive relief from his sufferings, without ceasing to abhor, to abhor sin, or to long after holiness. Feel the double efficacy of his blood, tranquilizing and cleansing our consciences. Delight in his service as well as in his sacrifice. Be constrained by his love to live not to ourselves but to him. Cherish a grateful and cheerful disposition, not murmuring and repining, if our wishes are not indulged, or because some trials are blended with our enjoyments. But sensible of our desert, and impressed with the number and greatness of thy benefits, may we bless and praise thee at all times. Amen. All right. Well, I th- again, I thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you have a wonderful evening, and I hope to see you tomorrow morning. Have a good one. God bless. Thank you.